this is wow this is so odd i'm just not hearing a hi to begin it off hi i'm your knight in shining armor i'm the king i'm the best uh yeah what's up guys it's just me and freddy this week we're popping off uh we might get a sneak peek of griffin canceler later i might text him and tell him to come in uh, but right now he's too busy having sex with girls um primarily i might add oh for shame for shame but um with any do um are you gonna shotgun or is it just me yeah i i drank a ton this weekend so i'm trying to take it easy but here i am i still have a glass of whiskey and a coors next to me but for the brand for the brand i think we get it oh i should have done this beforehand oh what flavor are you using uh, I'm doing the lemon lime. I've already had a lemon lime and I've had a watermelon and they both just taste like water with like a hint. It, they're, they're dangerous, but more on that later. This yeah, yeah, better this than the Bud Light sodas? Uh, well, given the fact that I had a Bud Light soda and wanted to throw up immediately. So yeah, uh, those are just too heavy for me. I had a few sips of it and thought I was going to die. But um, yeah, you ready? I guess I'm not drinking the whole thing. It's a 16 ouncer, so I'll try my best. Understandable. All right, three, two, one. That goes down scarily easily. Wow. I mean, that was just like chugging water. That was. Wow. Please cut Zach's burps. Yes, we can do that this week. Don't worry. Man, I'm so happy. I can't wait for Peyton to listen to this and say, no one's going to think this is fucking funny. And then he's going to be like, why do you guys have to make fun of me the entire time? This is going to be great. So to some people, this might be very exciting. Oh, okay. Let's just honestly hop right into it. You ready? Yeah. Saturday morning shotgun. This is episode 13. NFL Super Bowl. No more football for eight months. This is, yeah, we have no more football for eight months of any kind. Except for the USFL, whenever that inevitably starts. But yeah, me and guys at work today were like, great. Now in the next week, we're going to start seeing commercials. They're like, football's not over yet. Come watch our new league at the Cowboys Stadium. You can pay $5 to see Landry Jones in his third knee. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't even know how many teams there actually are for that. Because I feel like the number changes every week. Like, but, um, Yeah, because Houston has a team. Gamblers, um, the greatest head coach of all time, Kevin Sumlin. Really? Yeah. Um, oh, this tastes... That's where he I went just, after Arizona? Yeah, he was in talks to be the Prairie View head coach and then decided to do USFL instead. You know what? More power to him. <laughs> yeah, I get... Wow. Man. This was Wild Cherry. I'm just going to start, like, every single new one I had during this one. I'm going to just, like, explain it immediately. Wild Cherry tastes... Like a Kool-Aid, honestly. Like a cherry Kool-Aid. Now I'm just very irritated I don't have one. Man, I, I just, I can't even believe they're actually here. I've waited so long for them. And through three of them, they've lived up to the hype. Um, but yeah. Okay. I just have a, I just have a feeling it's not going to live up to the hype for me. I'm not going to think they're bad, but I'm just not going to be like, oh my God, happy dads. I mean, I, I, I. I don't know how to explain it. It literally just tastes like water and then like a hint of something. You know, like White Claws, it's like static electricity with a hint. It's just like straight water almost. So, but I, I, it's very, it's, it's different, but yeah. Um, I'll take it. So Super Bowl, 
Uh, Rams 23, Bengals 20. Uh, Stafford and Burrow kind of had identical stat lines for bite completions and yardage, but Stafford had three touchdowns, two interceptions. Burrow had one touchdown. Yeah, Joe Shiesty had one touchdown, no interceptions. Um, what are your thoughts on the game? I, I was kind of all over the place. I'm going to be honest. I watched very on and off in the first half for two reasons. I was, I was grill master this weekend. So I was whipping up the goods. Um, and then also I really enjoyed watching Scotty versus Patrick Cantlay uh, go into, I believe they played 18 over four times uh, in the playoff. And then Scotty, I like both guys. I wanted Cantlay to win, but Scotty won uh, there on the fourth frame. Um, so yeah, I didn't see much of the first half, so I'll be honest. Uh, but then we get into the second half. I was doing a lot of back and forth, trying to talk to friends balls. So still seeing the game. And from what I saw, it kind of just felt like this should be the Bengals win this game. Like the Bengals, like even right now, I'm still thinking the Bengals should have won that game. I think I'm not going to dog the officiating a ton. I think some of the calls were correct. But that one holding call on third and goal, mm-hmm. mm, that's, was, that's the most, like, ticky-tacky, Super Bowl, so much implications. To make that call with such authority, that screwed up a lot of things. That was kind of my biggest takeaway. Like, the whole game, they just let him play. Like, T. Higgins literally, like, killed Jalen Ramsey, and they didn't, like, acknowledge it at all. And then the last drive of the game, they went, like, full 180, and every single possible, like, micro penalty was called. And it was just like, you can't let them play the whole game in the last drive. Be like, oh, this is really important. We have to throw the flag now. Like, you just have to be and, consistent throughout. And Tyler Boyd dropped a wide open pass on a slant through the middle. The offensive line, the play calling, everything just started. And just part, of it, what, part of it was the Bengals' fault. But, yeah, everything was just going the Rams' way the last five minutes of the game. Um, I mean, <clears throat> more credit to Matthew Stafford. He got a ring. People are going to start putting them in elite territory. Uh, I saw someone that was saying that it's of the likes of like a Joe Montana, Tom Brady drive that he put on at the end of the game. I don't agree with that. 15 Mm -hmm. plays, like six of them were inside the 10 yard line and multiple of those were penalties. It's not like he led some like orchestrated ding and dime, like drive all the way up the field. It was, mm, I don't know. I, the game was good, but it was kind of just a letdown to me uh, for yeah. the sense that the Bengals couldn't pull it off. I had, I had that sense of like, not like it's over, but as soon as they crossed the fifth yard line, I looked at Griff and I was like, they're going to score with like a minute left. And then Burrow's going to have two timeouts and try to go down the field. And the offensive line is just going to like die right here. And that's exactly what happened. It was just, just, Oh my God, the hiccups. Uh, it just like wore down, I guess, over time. And Aaron, Do- Aaron Donald finally had enough. And credit to him. That was really funny after he got the sack, whatever, and just ran oh, off yeah, the, the ring. like this. Yeah. Well, after the first play of that drive, when he when uh, Burrow threw to the outside shoulder of Jamar, it worked out perfectly. Jamar got up the field for 20 yards. I was starting to look at people, and I was like, okay, trust. Okay, trust. Like, we're fine. Um, but, yeah, man, the fact that you run your backup running back on third and one right into the best interior, exterior, anything defensive, you can call them whatever you want. You run them into the best defensive player we've seen in our lifetime, That uh, you're just begging to make it play. Yeah. 
And <sighs> you have, I mean, you have so many playmakers for what was it? It was third and one, wasn't it? So like yeah. with that, with that type of play call, you like not I don't understand a stuff up the middle, especially with like Peter Ryan. It's just it's dumb. But it's something that I don't think is going to get talked about much because a lot of the blame is going to go to the third down and fourth down play. Mm-hmm. The second down play where they did the single check, like deep pass. Yeah. Like if you watch, if you go back and watch that play, there was just that one deep route that they were trying to look at with Jamar. It wasn't there. So they threw it away. They're just wasting a play right there. Mm-hmm. I thought that was another stupid call. I think Zach Taylor kind of crumbled under the pressure. Yeah. And I, I think he's uh, started to rely on his kicker a little too much. So I think he called timid and I think that's not how you should do this. In the Super Bowl. Not at that point. Cause you have the opportunity to go down there and in the game, you don't know. There yeah. was uh, like an over, like the all 22 can, whatever picked up whenever Burrow was getting sacked on that fourth down, Jamar had like burnt the fuck out of Ramsey. It was just down there by himself. Like if mm-hmm. he had another second, that's, that's game. Like, I think they said I think they said he got sacked in 2.1 seconds or something like that. And they're like if he had 3.1 seconds, which is less than the normal passing pocket, if he had 3.1, he could have probably had Jamar Chase down the field wide open, which is crazy. Like just that one second can change the entire Super Bowl outcome in so many things. But um okay, this is this is something that I know people are want to talk about. What are your thoughts on the halftime show? Oh, okay. I'm going to seem like such a hater. I did not watch it. So me and my friends have a very unhealthy obsession with Wii Sports. Um, it's ridiculous the amount of times that I've played a round of nine on Wii Golf. Um, so we were fixated on that. My other buddies that partake in a certain activity, uh, they, took a, they took a walk around the apartment complex and took part in said activity um they took the classic walk yeah hey guys um guys in the comments fill in what you think that classic activity is um anyway moving on see we're getting interactive over here Peyton could never fuck you um (laughs) Peyton's gonna hear this and be like god you're so corny um yeah it was just me and a couple buddies we were playing some cards and uh I mean I was listening to the music I didn't watch it I mean like I know Gin and Juice. I know Lose Yourself. Like, all those songs are very well known. I just didn't see the performance. I thought it was going to be good. Apparently, it was. Everyone's like, dude, that's awesome. So, I'm going to go watch it on YouTube this week. Sorry. That was a lot of talking for someone that didn't watch it, but I thought it was a funny story. Anyway, Pretty, what did you actually think? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, Because, like, growing up, like, as like a little kid, you know, we did – was it two weeks ago we did the concert, dream concert thing or whatever – and Peyton made their mark. Where are you born on the south side of Chicago? Well, mm. like when I was like seven, eight, nine, and all that area, I listened to like Jay Z. I listened to Kanye. It's like all of the stuff I listened to, Dr. Dre stuff like that, like Eminem. It's like that was like my first like songs to know were like that era of music. So I was sitting there bumping. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have uh, I won't talk about the guest performer, but maybe you've seen it already. But like they've had like a bunch of memes and stuff about it already and um the girl or something no 50 cent because he was the guest guy oh i know kendrick was kendrick a part of the lineup mm-hmm. he was originally because okay, i saw he was yeah. out there i didn't know if he was a guest or not yeah and so then like you had the memes from that and it was funny and i honestly thought it was good my only complaint was really short i felt like it was like a lot of, like like yeah 10 minutes compared to some of them which are like 20 25 minutes and um i mean i overall i thought it was really cool though but peyton under listening you're 
it was all right. It was all right at best. <laughs> he did cave to that. I'll give it to him. You know what? Baby steps. Um, oh, shit. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I was, I was getting a tattoo a couple weeks ago. And when I was there, these guys were like, uh, it's, it's very small. It, trust me. It's not a big deal. Uh, and it's a screw around one, like half mine are. Anyway, uh, I was getting a tattoo and all they were doing was bumping like old school, like, uh, Dr. Dre Snoop and shit like that. So it kind of put me on a little kick on it. So I've been listening to it. I don't know if this was intentional that they've been playing in lead up to the Super Bowl, but I've already kind of just been listening to them a lot. And so it's cool. You know, I don't know. At the end of the day, watching them on a Super Bowl performance is really the same thing as just watching a YouTube video of someone performing <laughs> back in the day. Very true. If we're being honest. So, I mean, I'm sure it was awesome, but I've heard all those songs they played probably 35 times. I, I texted my family group message afterwards and I was like, yo, that was sick. And uh, my mom responds and goes, just had to explain to your grandma what sick means. Mm. I was like, all right. It's like, Nice. She was like, she was like, she didn't understand much of the performance. So she thought it was a little odd. I was like, yeah, well, also yeah, wasn't meant for y'all's age gap, really. Nope. Not at yeah. all. This might be the thing we talk about the most, honestly. Um, <laughs> yeah, it will be. Which is a first because, you know, UFC usually gets like two minutes and then we go to the next no, thing. If people don't like it. You can like my tank uh anyway yeah ufc 271 at the toyota center this weekend i think it secured uh it made nine of the top 10 uh highest grossing like events at the toyota center now are part of the ufc which is super cool they're taking over other ones the eagles which is crazy like uh, eagles and the eagles have sold out the american airlines center like 15 times they have a banner in the american airlines center for the eagles that's it's insane. like it's like Dirk's jersey retired. Stars <laughs> won the nineteen ninety nine uh, Stanley Cup, and then fifteen sold out shows. The Eagles. It's like what in the world? So, That's perfect. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't know. You you can talk first. Go th- go for it. But okay, I, so I, my only request is we go in order of when the fights happen. So we're starting with Cannonier and Brunson. Okay. Uh, so I walked in there not knowing what to expect at all. Um, to be completely honest, uh, it was just such a like a, a culture shock to be there and like watch everything happen. Because when you watch UFC fights online, you hear like Anik and you hear uh, Joe Rogan and everyone else the whole time conversating and whatnot during the fights. Well, when you're there, all you hear is the crowd cheering and then the canvas, like the the feet, the footsteps on the canvas. That's all you hear at all. And so it took a little bit for me to like understand what was going on oh goodness gracious sorry and uh by the time i think our first like full fight we watched in there it was uh o'neill casey o'neill and roxy matter whatever and one of the prelim fights okay and um it, so so like that was like a big generational fight for the ufc apparently because roxy was like 25 and 20 going in and it was our final fight and then it was casey o'neill's first ufc fight and o'neill was an australian and when they fought like the first fight when they walked up, tapped gloves. Roxy went out to tap gloves and Casey just ignored it. Everyone started booing her. Casey wins in three or wins by decision, like two, one or something like that. And they're um, doing her post get like, like post fight interview, whatever. 
and uh, Cormier is like, so uh, Casey, what are your thoughts? And just booze just are just surrounding her. You cannot hear her on the like the overhead system whatsoever. And she's like, and is she Stop. the uh, is she the veteran or the newcomer? She was the new one. The the uh, yeah, she's the uh, first like, in her debut. I, I don't yeah. want to seem rude, but I t- I tune out during certain kinds of fights. Comment <laughs> below what kinds of fights you think I'm referring to. But so uh, Cormier was like, you just won your UFC debut against one of the UFC legends in the women's fighting ring, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And she and we started booing her. And she's like, hey, stop booing me. I'll be the fucking villain if you want me to. And everyone started booing her more. And that's the last thing anybody could hear on like the AC. Like nobody, like after that, nothing else. And she was just like talking to the mic for no reason. Uh, and that's like kind of, I was like, all right, this is live. Like it was a little like scary before, like a little like boring before, but like this is live. And then the main card started. Uh, I was texting Zach. I really did not know much about this Canadier Brunson fight. And um, was it second round elbow? Yeah. Big, big, big elbow. Big elbow. And um, that was a good ass fight because I was like, oh, Zach says Canadier is going to win, but he wants Brunson. And so uh, we we're just, just back. A good in- guy. Yeah. He, it was cool. He's because he is the one with the, the yellow hair, huh? The, he's blonde Brunson. That's what they yes, call blonde, him. Okay. That's his first loss since he's bleached his hair. He's so like, twenty three and eight, and he's won like five in a row before that. So he was on a roll. Kind of filthy. Uh, but yeah, no, he was like a good guy, and we were like, yeah, like we kind of wanted to win, and then he won the first round, I think, and then just like Probably. got murdered in the second round. I was like, okay, yeah. Mm. Do you have any thoughts on that one? I don't know. I'm gonna go. Uh, a quick shout out to Andre Olavsky. I hope he retires. He got a win. Uh, man's a beast, a legend in the sport. Thirty-three and twenty. It's only because he's tanking his record as he gets older. Uh, but he's a beast. He's been around for years and years. So shout out to him. Mm. Uh, I'm not going to talk about the Bobby Green uh, hack brass fight. Um, Alexander is shifty. Great. I'll say that though. Who? Bobby is shifty. That man was yeah, just like... And, and Nazareth is a very good up-and-coming fighter. So, like... And Bobby's cool. I didn't hear his post-fight uh, press conference. Like, he puts on this whole show, like, I have the spikes in my beard and all this stuff. Like, I'm crazy. I talk shit to you. He's super nice. Like, usually all he talks about is, like, I want to feed my kids. I'm just... Oh, yeah, no. and stuff. And he's super cool. All he said was, like, uh, man, I've been down before, and... If you ever been down in your life, think about them and throw your middle fingers up in the sky. And then everyone was like, <laughs> of course. And then Alexander the Great, man, this guy had so much hype coming in to his career. And now he's kind of just on a little slump. He's not really going to be anything special. Uh, the Moicano guy was actually pretty impressive. Uh, the way he took Alexander down and got the dub. But yeah, going into the top three now. Mm. Fun fact, Jared Cannonier is like one of three people in UFC history to win a fight in three weight classes. That's absurd. Like it's Henry absurd. Cejudo, Conor McGregor, and Jared Cannonier, if my memory is serving me correct. Who did McGregor fight in the other weight class? Or what weight uh, class was it? He beat Diaz at 170. He beat no, he beat. He beat Diaz at 155. He beat Cerrone at 170, and he lived oh, his okay. career at and 145. Might, yeah. Okay. That makes um, sense. He might have had another one at 155. Honestly, he sucked at the lightweight division. 
Um, but yeah, Cannoneer, funny enough, well, it's not crazy to think, but he didn't fight welterweight. He fought light heavyweight and heavyweight. That man used to be like 250. He's a beast. But yeah, so Jared Cannoneer um, fought all the way up to heavyweight. He's been kind of established here in middleweight now for the last few fights. Dude's a freaking beast. Yeah. I mean, because I want to say he had Brunson on the ground or something like that. Or they're up against like the side of the cage. And he, he grabbed him or something. I don't know. It was like a crazy elbow and then just murdered him on the ground out of nowhere. And then, it was very sudden. And it was near it was, the end of the round, too. Yeah, it was, it was very sudden out of nowhere. Like they're up against the side. And the next thing I know, he's on the ground. Everyone's cheering for Jared. Man is about to start doing his post-fight interview. And Brunson's still on the ground. And they're like trying to like do stuff to him. I was like, this is foul. Poor freaking guy. But yes, he's the number three uh, title contender uh, right now. I know one is Bobby Knuckles. Two I'm blanking on right now. Maybe it's Marvin Vittori. I'm not sure. Uh, not really keeping up with rankings like I used to be, uh, but everything points to Cannonier gets the next title shot against someone we will talk about in a little bit. Um, but first, let's go to the heavyweight co-main event. The most bittersweet win of the night for me. That was so rough, dude. Houston Houston native Derek Lewis gets knocked out in the second round by an up-and-coming star, Ty Tuvasa. Uh, who came out to Cindy Lauper's "Girls Just Want to Have Fun"? That was his song, and everybody. I think, was he, like, I think he's come out to Barbie Girl before. I think he. His last five like, fights have been like girly songs, and he's won all five. He's a, he's a troll. He's a, he's a menace to society. And I counted and, it before he left the arena, or like he left and got backstage. He did four shoeies in the course of like three minutes. He's walking out. Yeah. And then Derek Lewis walked out to, uh, you know, want to be a baller, shot caller. He needs to, he needs, he needs to come out to Mike baller. Jones. He needs, uh, he needs that Houston influence. Man, I tell you what, like that, in, like that atmosphere was absurd. And then, oh, I bet it was crazy uh, when it, it came was. Out. It was. It was the like, craziest. Like it was honestly louder than the title fight almost. And you just everyone's the first round. I think Derek won the first round barely. And then second round no, starts. Derek definitely won the first round, yeah. Okay. So Derek won first round. And then second round, Ty has him against the against the cage and just, boom, just one time elbow to the face. Derek drops. And then, like, a unison. It was almost, almost. lag, too. Yeah. It, like, slowly it, fell it to looked the ground. So, it looked so weird. And next thing you know, everyone just sees Derek on the ground. And it's just, like, a big gasp. I remember I looked up Andrew and I was like, no way. No way this just happened. Like, man, it goes 0-2 in his own hometown. Like, Mm-mm-mm. so yeah. bad. I don't know. Derek Lewis, <clears throat> knockout king. Ty Tuvasa, like Freddie said, he's the up-and-coming star of the division. I watched Ty fight. Ty has a chin on him. Like, those punches that Derek Lewis hit, hit him with, like, he hit him with three or four straight good hooks at one point in a clinch. Most people aren't going to survive that. And he just ate them. Yeah, Ty, Ty has a chin on him. We'll see how long it lasts. I don't think he's as good as Cyril Gaon or Francis Ngannou yet. I think, I think Francis Ngannou has proven he's just a different beast. I mean, he probably gets the next title fight, which will be kind of cool. I think everyone and their mom's going to be rooting for Ty, even though Francis is nothing wrong with him. He's cool, and he's a great well- fighter. They asked whatever – I was watching the, the pre-conference on Thursday, 
And they're like, well, with Nganu having like his surgery and everything, is there a possibility of an interim championship fight? And Dana was like, we'll see. We don't know yet. Because and, and there's big issues between and Dana definitely blew it under the under the covers. Mm-hmm. There's issues between uh, Francis Ngannou and Dana White. They yeah. don't like each other. There's disputes. He has one fight left on his contract, but yeah, he's probably going to be out for at least a year. And then he, it's assumed after his last fight, he goes to boxing, right? That's what the rumors are. We'll see. I don't know. I just know. I don't know, dude. Derek. I'm just Derek Lewis's last two fights have been against guys that are up and coming. Most likely a fight to keep a lookout on and a name that people might not know is this guy, Tom Aspinall. He's the main card or he's the main event on a fight night card here in March. Uh, super cool dude. Awesome. Kind of like Ty in a way. Um, he is a beast. And so, but a lot of people are thinking if Aspinall wins, then Aspinall is going to get the next shot at Derek Lewis. So I kind of feel like in a way that UFC is kind of throwing Derek Lewis to the wolves, which is kind of annoying. Um, but shouts out to Ty. And our main event of the night, the last style bender, Israel Adesanya against, his, uh, against Robert Whitaker. You go ahead with this because I've got a rant coming. This was a really close fight. And... I was rooting for Izzy. The only reason I wasn't fully rooting for Izzy or going crazy. So my buddy right before the main card came over and we're like, he's like, let's do a parlay. I'm trying to make some money. And so he chose Cannoneer. He chose Ty and he chose Robert Whitaker. So, but here was his reason. He chose Robert Whitaker because the 20 or the 50 he put down would have given him 700 but if he chose Izzy, the 50 would have given him like 300, which still is a good payout. But, I mean, you're going for the glory, you know? It's that extra parlay. 400, yeah. Mm-hmm. So part of me was like, I'm trying to see my buddy win 700 bucks. That'd be freaking awesome. And Whitaker, I don't know. Izzy ate up Whitaker's leg, but Izzy didn't really piece him up at all. I don't know. I Izzy won the fight. But did Izzy really win the fight? It was really close. I don't know. You can you can speak your rant. You get the annoying thing. The sad reality is you have to beat the champ. Exactly. That's what I, my thing was going to be. But here's what's also annoying. Figueredo versus Moreno just happened. Figueredo didn't do anything to necessarily beat the champ, but they gave it to him. But now here with Robert Whitaker, same kind of thing. He didn't do anything to beat the champ. It was still a really close fight but they give it to Izzy and uh, Sal D'Amato dumbass gave a 49, 46 to Izzy. There's no way in hell you could say that it was 49, 46. I've got one, two of those rounds. Yeah. So just piggybacking completely off that. If you compare the Figueredo Moreno fight to whatever we call like last week's fight with Whitaker and Adesanya, I personally, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think Whitaker fought better against the champion than Figueroa did against Moreno. I, I would agree with that. So I think the principle of having to beat the champion this time around for Adesanya was clearly not used in that same for the last fight, which makes me very mad. And I was there uh, when we were watching the fights and everything. I, I had, had chosen on the podcast last week, Israel, to win. Um, and then I was making my parlays on my Fliff app, you know, give me 70 cents a day for free. 
and um, I, I put everything, all all seventy cents that they gave me on Whitaker to win, and it was like plus two twenty five, so I could have won like three dollars, and oh, yeah. uh, those three dollars meant a lot to me. And so I was in there screaming every time there's a let's go Izzy chant. I was fuck you guys, and then huh. let's go Robbie. I I was screaming it, and man. So the scorecards for the fight were 47-48, 47-48, and 46-49. And it's so weird because the the 40s, oh my goodness, the ads have popped up now. The uh the 47-48s have Israel winning the first three rounds, both of them. And then uh see, that's my the, thing. I know for sure Israel Adesanya won one, and then he definitely won three. Yeah, I was gonna say because. One was obviously Izzy. Three was possibly a toss-up, but I think Izzy won that round. And two, I think I personally think that uh, Whitaker won round two. And then, we we all in my house, all like five or six of us there, we all had Whitaker winning round two. We also it was nineteen nineteen, and then we all said it was twenty nine twenty eight Izzy going into three. After that, mm-hmm. that's where it started getting a little sketchy. And so the forty eight forty seven scorecards both have Adesanya winning the first three rounds, and then Whitaker the last two rounds. And then the 49-46 card have Israel winning rounds one, three, four, and five, meaning Whitaker only won round two, which is a fucking joke because he I, – I don't even think it's really much of a toss-up that Whitaker round, won rounds four and five. Rid- I mean, you could, Whitaker definitely won round five, in my opinion. I mean, you could debate because I think Israel got like one good headshot in round four, but you also have uh, – Whitaker had two takedowns in that round. It, it, it shouldn't even be close, but – my soapbox, or I'm going to get off my soapbox really quickly. It's just that fight. I think personally, Whitaker was robbed, but also the theme of you have to be able to defeat the champion, not just win against the champion, you know, right. to beat him. So, you know, it sucks, but uh, I will say right now, uh, if this Adesanya Canadier fight happens in June, like I've read things about, Israel is going to fucking kill him. Against who? Whitaker again? Jared, Jared Canadier. I read something that said it was a possible June fight. Whitaker versus Cannoneer? Yeah, for the belt. Well, Whitaker, no, 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 no. Adesanya, Cannoneer for the belt. Yeah, probably Whitaker. Or probably, wow. A, a complete toss-up of names going on right here. Yeah, no. Izzy probably dominates everyone in the division not named Whitaker. And Whitaker yeah. dominates anyone in the division not named Izzy. It sucks, but honestly, I mean, I, I can't complain. It was, a, it was a hell of a fight. It was lots of fun to see, so. Yeah, and then this upcoming, um, where is it? Yeah, this upcoming week, they got the light heavyweight main event of Johnny Walker versus Jamal Hill. That should be fun. Blah, 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 a couple other good fights, but we'll move on from that. Anything else you got for UFC? One last thing, 272's card is god-awful. Besides Covington, Masvidal is the main event. It looks like, like yeah, there's yeah, there's ranked fights, but they don't seem, like, cool at all. <laughs> like, they showed it on the, like, the big jumbotron between, or right before the Derek Lewis fight, and it's just, like, none of the other fights looked, like, worth watching at all. Well, I'm looking. It doesn't look like they have a full five fights yet for that main card. So, yeah, they're slacking. I mean, Kevin Holland versus Alex Oliveira will be kind of interesting, but Kevin Holland's also on a losing streak. Bryce Mitchell, that boy's from Texarkana versus Edson Barbosa. I mean, that's a young gun versus a vet. And then Rafael Dos Anjos, also old. I don't – 
Yeah, it's like, not a good card. I'm, I get, I get having the sure. ability. I get having the ability to have Covington Masvidal carry a card, but like that's carrying, carrying. <laughs> yeah, that's a little too much. Masvidal should also shit on, or Masvidal should also get shit on by Covington, in my opinion. I think Covington probably curb stomps him. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, one last question before, and then I'm done with UFC. I promise. Okay, mm-hmm. do you think in the future? You're calling your shot right now. Do you think it's possible in the future for Ty Tuvasa to be a heavyweight champion? Like, do you see it in the cards for him? Yes. But but things are going to have to fall his way. Obviously, like any champion, things are going to have to fall his way. But I don't see anyone beating Nganu for a while. So that's my first thing is, will Nganu fight? So, yes, he could be the champion if Nganu is not fighting right now, at least. And then... But also, yeah, it's, it, Cyril Gaon is still so good. Mm-hmm. And Cyril Gaon's going to be a challenge for anyone. But Cyril Gaon proved that he's human. I thought Cyril Gaon was going to run over Francis Ngannou, and he did not. He, in fact, got kind of ragdolled a little bit. Which just shows fight. how good Ngannou really is. Yep. <clears throat> so I think Cyril – well, and that's what's scary. If Cyril Gaon fights uh, Ty and Cyril Gaon wins convincingly – that's going to make Francis look even better. And so, yeah, that's probably the fight to make Cyril gone versus Ty. They could probably make it happen in the fall. That'd be so fun. Cause you yeah. have like all the hype and I'm sure all of Nelk will be there. And then if he wins, it's shoeys out the ass. Like you said, the four shoeys. Yeah. It'd probably be for the interim belt because um, yeah. Yeah. Francis would still be out. Again. Yeah. That'd be, that would be nuts. Um, yeah. let's see, what do we got? College basketball. We ready to rock and roll there. We can, yeah. we, can keep, we can keep these next two kind of brief. I mean, like, honestly, I was so caught up with UFC and Super Bowl this weekend. I really did not pay attention to a single thing for basketball, except for AM losing to Auburn because a bunch of my Auburn friends go there, or a bunch of my friends go to Auburn, and uh they made sure to let me know. I mean, goodness gracious. Last time I looked and it was like seven to ten, and I was like, hey, it's not that bad. And then final school, we lost by like 17. And like, I just got flooded with memes. And I was like, all right, guys. It was, like, it, it was funny. It was funny. It's a good one. Yeah, no, we, got, we got smacked around. My boys in Maryland almost pulled off the upset against Purdue. We're having a bad season. But we almost won. Lost by one, uh, which would have been pretty cool. Other big things, Baylor got back on their winning ways, beat Texas by 17. Um Houston, after looking unstoppable, just being one of the bigger defensive threats in the last like 10, 15 years, they have lost back to back now. Uh, we fair, almost went to the game at Moody Coliseum uh, on the eighth against SMU. We almost went, which would have been so cool because they stormed the court when SMU won, but we did not. Um, but yeah, that's pretty interesting. To be fair, they're like apparently like out like three starters for, like the next like two weeks. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know because, like, you know, like there's still more players to a team than just the starting five. But still. seriously, yeah, there wasn't a ton more that happened. I'm kind of looking right now. Texas Tech is on an insane roll. Uh, they're yeah. they're well, they did lose earlier in the week to Oklahoma. But besides that, they've been looking really good. Can't expect to win them all. Big game coming up on Wednesday. I don't know if this will be out by then, but eight o'clock. On ESPN two, we got the Baylor Bears are playing in Lubbock against the Raiders. Um, that's probably the game of the week. Seven versus eleven. So we'll see Damn, how it goes. Now? 
Yeah, because they lost OU earlier in the week, which I said last week, OU might not have the best-looking record, but they're a good team. Mm-hmm. They play teams tough. Um, yeah, nothing really, really else yeah. too exciting. We're liking that little, like, almost to the home stretch because, like, what, the conference championships are in, like, or the tournaments are in, like, two weeks from now. From that period where it's just like, okay, we're so close to the end of the year and then March Madness. It's just like that drag period now. Oh, I'm going to get shit on in, in uh, March Madness. I, I'm not prepared for this year. This is going to be a lot of guessing, a lot of guessing. A, a lot of guessing. I mean, that's honestly all the brackets are is just straight guessing. Yeah, honest. for the most part, that's what it is. Sad news. Um, other basketball-related news, I beat the number two guy in our fantasy basketball league for NBA. In the last month, I've beaten the number one and number two guy, making my playoff push. I will be there. Uh, Andre Drummond in his first game as a net put up 11 and nine better production than he's been normally getting. And he's on my fantasy team. So he's doing well. Uh, um, yeah, that's pretty much it that I got for all things, including basketball. All right. So college baseball starts this weekend. Um, oh, cause what is the date for that? I guess I think it's the 17th, something like that. 18th. Maybe. Friday would be it's the Friday 18th. night, 18th. Okay. So opening day for college baseball, it's just Friday. Um, you know, Aggies, got to go ahead and say it. Aggies open up against Fordham. Uh, that's my biggest gripe with a and baseball is the first three weeks of the year we have opening home series, and they're always against, like, really not great teams. So you never really know where they are any year, and it's just very aggravating. This year is the same. Fordham, and the next two weeks are not any better. Um, but, yeah, we start a- – A&M starts off the season for SEC against LSU. My – I think – and what they opened the year in, at seven, LSU did, I believe. Yeah, yeah, very high, very very high. Um, Which is they crazy. The, they are number seven in the country. They are the fifth highest ranked team in the SEC. Yeah, which is Two, absolutely three, four, five and seven. Was it eight teams? Eight of the top twenty teams. Mm-hmm. Tennessee is nineteen, and that's the eighth. You could literally because, wow, that's. A&M could, could on paper and in play be a top 25 team this year, but they most likely might not and be a, any, any postseason be, just because the SEC is just going to be field nine, field nine, field nine. Yeah. Just be like, like you could, like you could be top, top 25, like 20 through 25 and be a bottom half SEC team, which is insane to say, you know, who's number one in all of college baseball. Is it Vandy? Dun, 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 dun. Oh God, Yeah, Vandy is number three. Arkansas is two. Ole Miss is five. I forget who four is. Who knows? It doesn't. Mississippi really State probably. But yep. Yep. yeah. Yeah. And then in other news, uh, because uh, I am a loyal Law Tech follower, I have to say, as I'm wearing my off-brand Louisiana Tech baseball jersey because I didn't want to wash my Stars jersey in time. Um, They start off the season this weekend at home against Wichita State. Wichita State ended up last year ranked number 100 out of 100. A lot of teams. teams. I'd say 120-ish teams. Uh, So they weren't very good last year. I don't think they returned much. Uh, Law Tech returns almost all their starters. Um, Shout out to my boy Cole McConnell, currently practicing in center field. Last year played left field. 
Um, honestly, it'd be really funny to get him on the podcast because he says like five words and that's all he'll say for like an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. Maybe after this weekend, if he does well, we'll uh, we'll get him on next week. We can talk about what he was thinking of the box or something like that. Cool. But yeah, that's really about it. Uh, MLB, they're still in. They the MLB <laughs> uh, the MLB PA <laughs> met. The MLBPA met with the MLB this week, and it was supposed to be, like, very exciting. A lot of leeway or, like, ground might be made. Uh, Apparently, nothing happened. And, in fact, it was actually a bad meeting. So, we're going to have a delay in the season, folks. MLB, however, however, the godsend of Robert Manfred did announce that there will be a universal DH from now on. So, King Robert, I mean, the GOAT, obviously, of all-time commissioners, because he said that means the lockout is perfectly okay. Can um, teams elect to let their pitcher be the DH? Yeah, they can still they can still have a pitcher if they want to. Like, so Otani will still hit instead of a DH. Or no, they already have a DH, I'm an idiot. But, but like but, the Reds in five years when Votto is a corpse can just choose him to be their DH or something like that. Yes, essentially. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> he's a corpse god that's actually a perfect explanation yeah, i mean he's already kind of getting old he's still really good but yeah, he, yeah he's on his way um that's really about it baseball really nothing's happening there um yeah so gq this week i kind of made these up on the fly there's only three of them uh first one okay in every major sport so you got baseball basketball football and i guess you can go hockey or soccer whichever one you want to choose and we're doing um, professional or college pro- professional let's just do professional Cool. Um, baseball, basketball, football, and hockey. What is the best jersey in each sport? Man, that's you can tough. do like throwback, like you can do old ones, you can do whatever you want. So any jersey ever? Any jersey in an American sport of those four. Gosh. Um fuck. <laughs> I can go, I can go if you want to look up. For yeah, a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to do a little bit. Because I'm going to do some throwback jerseys. That's what I got to be rocking here. Okay, so uh, when I wrote this question, the first thing I thought of was the old Raptors jersey with the Raptor on the front. Mm -hmm. You know, the Vince Carter, the classic purple with black stripes. That or the Hakeem Olajuwon era Rockets uniform they brought back this year with all blue um, for basketball. Uh, Baseball is probably going to be the Diamondbacks purple sleeveless mm, uniforms those are sexy they're so beautiful that or this is kind of a hot take and i know griffin's probably gonna listen to this right here and be like what the fuck are you saying but like the 2012 through 2015 miami marlins jerseys like the orange one had like the big like lots of colors in the m i'm a big fan of those but but the the diamondbacks like remain supreme um football okay it's it's obviously it's actually a very obvious answer for me it's the chargers current uh uniform slate i literally only became a chargers fan for two reasons they had cool uniforms and justin herbert got drafted by them if justin herbert had gotten drafted by the miami dolphins i would be a miami dolphins fan right now um so (laughs) it's literally just because those two things i will go ahead and say the the baby blue and gold jersey is pretty insane i love it um, finally, I was going to say that, but I'm choosing to do all different than you, so I'll keep investigating. All right. Uh, finally, finally, hockey. I really don't know much about hockey uniforms per se, but 
of mm, I, okay the old the old Dallas Stars jersey where it was green and it was like had like the like it, it said Dallas Stars you know with the gold like lettering and stuff in there I liked that one a lot I'm not a big fan of the alternate jersey they have now where it's all black with the neon green see my friends love it they think it's sexy I think it's all right I mean, it's not bad, but it's not, like, insane or anything. But those are mine. Um, okay. Yeah. We'll get hockey out of the way. I am going to copy you for that. We're going to do those Stars jerseys. Basketball, we're going to do something a little different because I want to be different. These uh, Pistons jerseys, these Ooh. throwback ones, those, those are, are sexy. They're very spicy. Those are very cool. They're beautiful. Um, they're 98-99 jerseys. Grand Hill rocking that thing was beautiful. That was like um, Bad Boys era, huh? Mm, no, nah, it was it was shortly after. It oh, was like right. it was like leading into the Rich Hamilton years and all that that they had going. Um, ranking all thirty-two NFL jerseys, man, this is going to be a bitch and a half to look through. I mean, yeah, the Chargers have the best jerseys. I mean, the Steelers also have some pretty nice jerseys. Peyton, I, I know you're happy to hear that. The Steelers do have some very good jerseys. Um, <laughs> what are those throwbacks they always wear? They look like bumblebees where it's like all like the, like, uh, what is it? It's like, like black or black and yellow stripes and it has like the block numbers on there. Those oh, are, gosh. those are musty, dude. That would be musty as a jersey. Yeah. Um, Best MLB jerseys, obviously the most iconic is the Yankees. It is. Just the pinstripes. I know Peyton would probably shit himself right now. Um, oh, you're you are talking. Those those Marlins jerseys are kind of nice. I'm looking through them. I like the Padres a lot for some reason. For brown and yellow, it's pretty spicy. Mm-hmm. It is cool. Um, I like it. I like the A's a lot. Um, oh, these, dude, they're so sick. Do you see the St. Louis Cardinals? Oh, the Cardinal baby blue. blues. Those yeah, are cool. the Rangers powder blues right now are super sexy too. Um, those are probably mine. Yeah, that I can't choose what you had. I'm sure Hayden is having an aneurysm though. He didn't say a certain thing. I don't know what it would be, but it's gonna I'm be sure it's gonna something. be that we didn't choose the Mavericks uh, jerseys that they had two years ago. It looks like city it was like jerseys, spray, like spray painted, like the Mavericks on. Those are funky. Funkapoo, they're trash. <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, you can spend one day in any athlete's shoes. What is it? <clears throat> or who is it? Sorry. One day to be any athlete. Freddie, you're throwing some curveballs at me. Let me investigate this real quick. <laughs> okay, mine is Tiger Woods. Uh I mean, regardless you get to pick of an era of their career. No, just like straight up, like, or I guess you could do like any day of the year if you wanted to. Like, if I guess I do Tiger on Master Sunday, and you just had, get to have their skill. Yeah, and you're just them for the day, and you get just to live through what they would be feeling. Um, I mean, honestly, I would probably pick Tiger on a random Tuesday. Like, I'd be, I'd be, Le- I'd be LeBron when he's down in a playoff series, because <laughs> that's a that's a given forty point triple double. That, that is a good answer. That is yeah. a good answer. It's got to be LeBron. Uh, I, <laughs> okay. I choose to be – who was the guy that uh, picked off Tom Brady this year on the Rams to secure the win? 
I'd want to be that guy so I could say ended Tom Brady's career. They lost that game because Cup had the last second field goal or the touch or the catch and then the last second. Oh, field yeah, goal. you're right. Well, okay, then I'd be Cooper Cup so I could end Tom Brady's career. There it is. You wouldn't per se be the Eagles defender that sacked Brady on a fourth down in the Super Bowl. Ready? <laughs> The Eagles is, can rot in hell, and I would stare <laughs> at them and not move. Okay, last question. Do you think you could win against the UFC women's straw weight fighter, which for context is the lowest weight class possible? So it would be like a, like, like we're average size, bigger size guys fighting a woman who is how, like, like what, 115? 115. <laughs> Which right now it's Rose Namahunas is the champion. I don't think. Well, I didn't. Be- I didn't mean like champion. I mean just like a random fighter in that. There's no a Rose would piece me. Yeah, Rose I would, would probably. Beat my I would ass. let Ro- Braxton. I know Zang you're listening. Zhang Lee would beat my ass. I know Braxton's listening right now. I would gladly let Rose piece my ass up. <laughs> yeah, those top two girls for sure would whoop my ass. After that. <laughs> I mean, if it's just a random girl that's in the UFC, but she's not ranked, she's probably trash. She's probably exactly. seven and eleven. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you could take her down speaking, easily. There, there is, there is a girl in the women's strawweight division I would beat in a fight. Yes. Who it is, <laughs> I don't know. So it's possible. Like, so technically, you could beat a UFC fighter straight up. Fuck yeah. Okay, that's okay. I, yeah, I, I agree as well. Dude, I think if I got her in a clinch, it'd be fucking game over. She'd be begging for mommy's milk. Dude, I get I could pick her up with my pinky. <laughs> and oh, she'd God. probably hit me 16 times in the process. But if I get on top of her, I don't care how shifty these bitches are. I, they're not moving. It's yeah, I was gonna say the like like just weight difference alone and like strength, like. Yeah, she might be more like skilled and like the arts, whatever, but like that power difference is it's it's too big to come up on, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm I'm glad we're both in agreement on that. I was very scared. I was gonna be like, oh, I'd beat the fuck out of her. And you'd be like, no, dude, like she will piece you. Now, so, if we talked about any guy's division, like flyweight, there is I don't think there's a man in the UFC that I could what is beat. the what is what is what is fly? Is that the that's 125. That's Figueredo and Moreno's division. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Dude, I would I would crumble at the stick if Figueredo was in front of me in the octagon. I would shit my pants. <laughs> I would just like immediately, like the second he touched me, just ah ah. And don't get me started. If we moved up a little bit to guys like Kamaru Usman, oh my God. We would need a stretcher just ready for me. Dude, I couldn't jump out of the octagon quick enough before they'd have <laughs> me and manhandle me. Oh God. Yeah. That, that, okay. I'm glad how that went. I'm, I was very worried about that question. Um, all right. Kind no, of quick cause, here. Cause your question isn't, would you beat the women's strawweight champion? It's just, could you win against no, the there, dude, there's, there's going, there's going to be some trash ass women's strawweights out there mm-hmm. that more men than not that are. Okay. So now, now the question is begged. Could you beat Rosie like straight up? Like I already said it, No. I, I've I've gone back and forth on this in my life. I'm I'm coming to 
the older I'm getting, the less toxic masculinity I'm having in my life. God, I hate that phrase. Uh, but jokes aside. More, more accepting you are that she would kill you. Yeah. Well, yeah, I thought I could beat them, but like Braxton's always been like, I could beat, I could beat Amanda Nunes in a fight. And I'm like, no, no. I couldn't. I mean, Braxton, Amanda Nunes would not last around. Yeah, I think Amanda Nunes would probably piece his ass up. He's probably sitting there with a dip in right now, listening to this, going, <laughs> fucking pansies, these guys. Um, nah, yeah, those, uh, obviously, Amanda Nunes is way bigger than Rose, but yeah, I think, mm -mm. I don't know. That'd be very interesting. I'd want to get in there, but I'd be so humiliated if I lost. So, like, like you want to like be able to like see if you could do it, but then if things turn sour, like, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, I shouldn't have done this, you know? Mm. Hold up. <laughs> Closing thoughts in advance, but this is also basketball-related. As of today, February 14th, 2022, Robert Williams III from Texas A&M, center on the Boston Celtics, is on pace to have the highest offensive efficiency in NBA history. There you have it. Billy That's Kennedy, pretty cool. baby. Pretty cool. Billy Kennedy. Ugh. Um, oh. <laughs> I did not like Billy Kennedy. Um, but I just thought I'd throw that out there. That's kind of cool. Just something that no one would think would be the case, but it is. You not know how weird it is to think like DeAndre Jordan went to AM or Chris Middleton? Like, that's so odd. Like, like having a basketball phenom, like, because like, like DeAndre's been very good like most of his entire career. So yeah, like, just think like, now. yeah, like to like think like DeAndre Jordan went to AM, like that man was walking around campus and like one day this is going to come be, like become a fantastic basketball player in the NBA. That's nuts. That is wild. That really is nuts. But yeah, any closing thoughts on Rose Namahunas? Um, honestly, beat my ass. Let her, yeah. let her have it. Go ahead. She could, and besides, yeah, she's training partners and on the same team as uh, Justin Gaethje and Kamara Usman. That's terrifying. She, she trains with menaces. Obviously, every woman probably does in their gym, but yeah, no. Rose is a different breed. I, Rose is a different breed. Thank you, Braxton, I, for putting if, me on. Even if I was in shape and I had cardio that I could last for a little bit, it'd still be a pretty tough fight. Yeah. It's, yeah, I think no matter what, if, if if I had the resources and I could train religiously for like six months, yeah, I, I think I got a hitter's chance. But right now, no, I don't think either of us have a shot right now. No, I could beat Jake Paul though. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! All right, so purchase of the week. Um, I really didn't purchase anything in the last week or so um so i kind of just like chose the happy dads as my purchase of the week um yeah, i had my first one this week yeah i had my first one on my birthday this year when my my friends somehow got a box and brought it for my birthday it was a lemon lime and i remember it tasted like gatorade i was like this is the greatest thing ever and so today as soon as i found out they were in the stores in h-e-b i was like i have to go and try it out and uh, limit, they honestly all like taste like water. Like I've, I've said it a couple times in the podcast already. Uh, they all taste like water with like an infusion of like that flavor, if you will. You know, like White Claws, like, oh, 
like it's like static electricity and two rooms down they're screaming the flavor or whatever like that joke like what it is you can genuinely like this right here is watermelon and you can like it tastes like like water flavored water or water flavored watermelon if that makes any sense and um I would say the look to the height, in my opinion. I mean, y'all saw me shotgun that one, and I've shotgunned it quite quick. So they do the job. Good. That's awesome. I did another uh, – I did a food. So it's my buffalo chicken dip I made. I was uh, inspired by <coughs> an old um, companion of ours from College Station. name was Garrett Duffy. Uh, first time we ever met him, he came over to our house on the Super Bowl. It was the uh, night of the Tom Brady kissed Robert Kraft. Um, That's nice. When they beat the Rams. And, yeah, his, his mom had made some buffalo chicken dip. That was awesome. So I decided to make my own. So literally just grilled up some chicken, uh, chopped it up. My one critique that I got um, – and I agreed with was I didn't chop it up small enough because now there's kind of like chunks of chicken, but it's whatever. Um, and then you just get like <clears throat> two cups of uh, reds, hot sauce and two cups of ranch and a block of cream cheese. And you're set to go. And it was freaking awesome. Everyone was eating that thing up and it like, I did the, the money on it. I made like a whole cast iron skillet of it and we didn't even go through the entire thing like six or seven of us and it was like five bucks so it was a great deal i'm going to be making it again i kind of got it here right now it doesn't taste as good the next day so i haven't been eating it um so i don't want to scare anyone off but the buffalo chicken dip success and nitty exactly. just showed up unannounced with a canes catering box order and you dip their chicken into this buffalo chicken dip it was magnificent that sounds pretty damn good um zach sent a picture of it last night to us and I got, as soon as it was finished I said just made some pressure and immediate what the fuck is that <laughs> i was crying i was laughing so hard and then i showed it to griff and he's like yeah that looks like some pressure dude <laughs> there's some haters in that group chat we were we were haters. laughing so hard it was the it was the funniest thing ever dude it was pressure it was really good people it, it was funny because people and at first I was like, all right, you guys can be honest. You don't just have to tell me it's good. But people were like, like an hour or two later, they're like, God damn it, man. I got to get away from this. I keep eating it. So I guess it was a pretty good hit. I'll make it for Griff's uh, ring dunk here in the next year. We will hold you to that. Got to get that pressure here in College Station. And speaking of pressure, um, Plano East girls, varsity had their by district uh playoff game tonight so two district champions play each other in this round and they played prosper a very white school um prosper had some pretty good players it made me really sad their star player fouled out in the last minute and she was in tears and then it made me so sad and i was like wow that's beautiful um but besides uh, the reason i brought up pressure uh, they run a full court zone press the entire game uh plano east does those are the girls that feed uh, that went through McMillan. Um, and yeah, they got the dub. They were state semifinalists last year. Uh, they return a lot of players. Their OU commit, sadly, is out with the torn ACL. Uh, so they're a little short staffed, but they got the win tonight. It looked not bad, but they didn't look great. They didn't look like a state semifinal team tonight. Uh, 
But I mean, they went 26 and three this year. They won tonight by 17. This one girl, I don't know her name, hit five threes back to back and was pulling the uh, Wesley Matthews and was doing the like little sniper thing after she hit every three. It was fucking baller and people were going ham. So that's go girls. I'm going to give updates. I'm hoping they go on a big state run here because they're like seven seniors and they're going to have to restock house after this year. That's my closing thought. When is your next playoff game? I have no clue. I can, I can look it up, but that would take a little bit of time. So we'll figure it out. I'm going to keep trying to go until they, if they get far, it's going to be random stuff like San Antonio, Houston. Mm -hmm. I'm not going all that. You can go to one of their games. If it's in Houston, (laughs) I'll go cover the, uh, Imagine if you and Griff just showed up to the Planoese girls basketball game. That would be nuts. That would be funny. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, with that said, you have any closing thoughts before we get out of here? No, I just have my Planoese girls. They're popping off. That's about all we got going right now. Our basketball season's over for my girls. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got. All right. Yeah. Um, College baseball starts this weekend. Uh, hope Robert Manford gets his uh, head out of his ass. And honestly, come it. join the Cowboys next year. Thank you. All right, that that's a good outro right there, like that. All right, so uh, without further ado, that was Saturday morning shotgun. Night, guys. Peace.